Before we start, uh, just a, a few moments of, of worshiping Jesus together. Let me give you some reminders about stuff. So ladies, how many ladies in the house? Let me see. Ah, ladies, don't forget, if you are coming on Saturday, it is Saturday. So 10 a.m., uh, the ladies' event uh, starts, and it goes till 2. So again, if you have questions about that, see Margot. She has all the answers, and I have none. So uh, see Margot about that. Also, don't forget, the first Sunday of May and, and first Sundays are, are water baptism Sundays. So if, you, if you've never been water baptized and you want to do so, please sign up in the back. And when you get your name on there, I will get a hold of you. We'll talk about it. But, and then and plan on uh, water baptisms on that first Sunday right when church is over and we'll celebrate that as a church family. Also that night, that first Sunday is Youth Hangout Squared. So in other words, it's a Sunday night youth service at 6 p.m., their own worship, their own time together, their own message right here in the sanctuary. So uh, young people, fifth to 12th grade, that's for you. And uh, hopefully you not only come to that, but invite some friends out with you. And by the way, if you look around, the kids are with us for worship tonight. So as soon as we're done with worship, they'll run downstairs and get checked in. So having said that, have everybody jump up on your feet if you can jump. If not, just stand, all right? It's good to have you tonight. Let's worship Jesus for a few moments together.
hands up and worship him for a minute oh Jesus we praise you tonight your name is highly exalted of all things Lord we ask for revival but it starts in our hearts Lord right here in this place that you revive us and you refresh us Lord you renew us once again and Lord you do that because of who you are you're the wonderful creator, always putting life in front of us, always bringing renewal to our lives, and we thank you for that. We praise you tonight, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Lord, we give ourselves to you once again, that we are your people. You are our God. But I pray that you're with us tonight. 
Holy Spirit, wind blow as you please tonight. Fire burn in this place, the presence of, of you, Lord. We ask for it. Lord, you ignite our hearts tonight to encourage us and to strengthen us. But we worship you. We praise you. We speak your name, the name above all names. Lord, our hope is in you. Our trust is in you. Oh, Father, we praise you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We ask of you to come do as you please in our hearts tonight, in this place. Tangible presence of the Almighty God in this house. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. the Lord is with us tonight. Do you believe that? How many believe his presence is with us? Amen. Yeah. Good, good. Amen. Amen. Well, how about this? For just a couple moments here, go let somebody know here that you love them, okay? And and say hi and, and hug them and greet them and pray. I don't care. Do whatever you need to do, and then we'll get back in just a moment and, and keep rolling things tonight. But it's great to have you. Go love somebody, okay?
Well, it's good to have you tonight. Live streamers, wherever you're watching at, say hey on the live stream. It's good to have you also. And uh, we're excited for tonight. And uh, what I believe in expectation that God is going to do. So uh, as is our normal practice, we're going to take up our tithe and offering right now. But just so you're aware, we are taking up uh, an offering for our, our guest tonight at the end of the service, okay? So uh, don't bust out of here till we do that, all right? And we want to bless him for coming our way and, and what we believe God is going to. Let me pray over your normal tithe and offering. If you have something, you can bring it. Lord, we thank you. Uh, just to continue our worship right now and our giving. And, and your blessing is always in front of us, and we thank you for that. And we, your faithfulness, Lord, and the provision, the increase, that, that is always there. This day our daily bread and even beyond, Lord. And as we are taught in our giving that, that that tithe is holy unto you, that our giving is a response to your faithfulness, the things that you teach us and grow in us because of that principle. I thank you for that. I thank you that you grow us and you teach us to become more like you in faithfulness and the heart of a giver. In this life of faith that we live in our giving, Lord, we thank you so much for who you are in that. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. So if you have something, you can bring it uh, real quick. Don't forget about the baby bottles. And, and if you weren't here Sunday, uh, what this is is for the Sycamore House here in town, this is one of the fundraisers they do annually. What you can do is grab a baby bottle, fill it with change, bring it back, and then Mike or whoever is going to collect it and get it back to the Sycamore House. And, of course, the Sycamore House does an incredible work in our town uh, dealing with uh, ladies that are uh, considering the idea of abortion and things of this nature. They help them and give them some footing and all sorts of things they do. It's a wonderful work. So that's what these baby bottles are about. So uh, please pick one of those up and take it with you if you didn't grab one on Sunday. So I'm going to toss this to Chris. He's going to catch it, put it over there. Good hands. All right, good job. We didn't want you to drop that, Chris. That would look bad. It would have been, we would have felt bad for you. Anyways, well, having said that, I have want to just jump right into our guest tonight. So we have with us uh, Darius and uh, Dunia Herrera and their daughter Catherine, uh, and she'll be back in in just a second. And I know Darius has been with us a couple times in the past. I think la early last year maybe you were with us or right at the tail end of the year before. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, and I, I know that also one time you ministered when we were in the storefront still. So uh, it's an honor to have them with us tonight. Now, they were pastors for over 20 years in Cuba, okay? And uh, the family just came and relocated to the States here. In, and we were talking about this yesterday. Of all the places in the United States to locate, they come to Ohio. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, they could have went to Colorado in the mountains. They could I'm kidding. But we're glad they're here in Ohio. Um, and now they're actually uh, out evangelizing and doing the work of the kingdom. They have a vision for Upper Sandusky to reach the Spanish-speaking community there. And it's, it's going to be an incredible thing. And I believe God's going to do great things. I'm, I'm sure he'll tell you more about that. But anyways, I just want to turn them loose. I believe they're both going to come up right now. So let's give them a hand tonight as they come and join us. Well, greetings in the name of the Lord. It's been a year since I was here for the first time in this beautiful place. And, but I'm really blessed at this time for the first time in uh, almost 10 years coming to the U.S., preaching all over the place, different states. God has allowed me this time to 
have my family with me and um, they just came from Cuba two months ago, three months ago and uh, they made a really rough, dangerous, risky journey but God spared their lives and blessed them and they were able to make it all the way from Cuba to the States and America has been so good to them too, right? So uh, she's going to say greetings to you guys but she's going to do it in Spanish because she doesn't speak English so um, here's the thing, if I let her speak Spanish we will need the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to interpret that for you. And the gift of interpretation of tongues will have to be here. But I'm going to work that out for you. So, uh, so the Holy Ghost can do it, but He has allowed me to speak three languages. English, Spanish, and tongues. Okay? So make sure you get that too. My wife will say greetings. Dios le bendiga a todos. God bless you all. Para mí es un privilegio siempre poder compartir con la familia It's always a great privilege for me to be able to share with the family. Con la familia en Cristo porque fuimos comprados por un por sangre. With the family Así, in Christ because we were bought by his blood. Así que llevamos el mismo ADN. So we have the same DNA. Gracias a Dios por eso. Somos Thanks una familia. We're family. Gloria sea el Señor. Glory to God. Um, le doy gracias a Dios porque me encuentro aquí en su nación. I thank God because I am here in your nation. Pasé mucho trabajo para llegar aquí. We, we went through a lot to be able to make it. Pero sabemos que es la voluntad de Dios que, que estemos en este lugar. But we know it's God's will to be in this place. It's God's will for us to be in this place. Gracias a los Estados Unidos. Thanks to the United States of America. Que ayudan a tantos países. That helps so many countries. Que están enfrentando tantos problemas políticos. Even right, right now you're facing different uh, political issues. Tantas escaseces. All the countries face a lot of shortages. Materiales y otras también. Like in our country, a lot of shortages, material shortage and also spiritual shortages too. Así que bendigo su nación. Therefore, I bless your nation. Que ahora es mi nación también. That is now my nation too. Aunque sabemos que nosotros somos por este tiempo peregrinos en esta tierra. The Bible says that we are just travelers in this earth. We are temporary. Nuestra verdadera nacionalidad está en los cielos. And our true nationality. Esto es un tiempo aquí. Y le tenemos que dar gracias a Dios porque por medio de su misericordia es que permanecemos hoy en esta tierra y tenemos vida. Y somos merecedores y nos podemos llamar dignos de todas las bendiciones del Señor por medio del sacrificio de Jesús en la cruz del Calvario y que somos herederos de todas las promesas que el Señor tiene para nosotros hay una canción que, que dice que me gustó mucho que lo repito cada vez que voy a cualquier lugar que se llama así Buenos Días Misericordia me fascina no la entiendo mucho, pero esa parte Good morning, mercy. But I understand that part that it says Good morning, mercy. Porque gracias a esa misericordia es que puedo estar en pie y tú puedes estar en pie. Mercy, we can still be standing, and you can also be standing. Decía el salmista, me acosté y me levanté porque Dios me sustentaba. The psalmist said, I went to bed and I woke up because the Lord was my support. Dios te dio aliento. Porque él quiere que tú le transmitas 
lo que tú hace mucho tiempo estás recibiendo del Señor el amor que Dios te ha dado ese amor compártelo regálalo en los momentos que es difícil dalo, dalo porque Dios te sustentó para eso God has kept te está alimentando y hoy en esta noche te va a alimentar today, con una palabra que va a ser viva eficaz para que tú la transmitas so gracias Dios you, vamos a cerrar nuestros ojos aleluya Amen. vamos a darle gracias a Dios Praise the Lord. Vamos Amen. a bendecir la palabra en esta noche. Pray together and bless the word that Te damos gracias, Dios. Thank you, God. Por tu misericordia. Mercies. Gracias, Señor, por Thank tu you, fidelidad. Lord, for your faithfulness. Gracias, mi Dios, por esta congregación. Thank you for this congregation. Donde tú traerás una palabra fresca que los alimentará que los fortalecerá y que le dará el valor para seguir adelante con el propósito por el cual tú Señor Dios los tienes aún con vida nos tienes con vida Dios gracias Señor usa Señor a mi esposo que sea solamente el canal tuyo para que tú Señor deslices todas esas palabras ricas y abundantes que tú quieres y sabes que nosotros necesitamos mi Dios decía Señor tu palabra como el siervo clama por las corrientes de las aguas así clama por ti el alma mía Sí, Señor, tenemos yes, sed de un Dios vivo como tu Padre. En el nombre de Jesús, que es sobre name. todo nombre. Amén. Amen. Amen. Y amén. Gracias, Dios. Amén. Praise God. Thank you. Well, God is good, right? For having us uh, tonight, this is my my second time in this place, but my third time bringing the word of God to the family of God in this city of Urbana, Ohio. And, um, my son, I have my daughter right here with me, uh, but my son tonight, he's really and very much involved on the teens ministry in the church attending, and he preferred to stay. So, but my wife, daughter is also involved. She has a beautiful voice, learning songs in English already. Uh, 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 young ministries in the church already this next Sunday for uh, all the youth. So God has really blessed us as a family serving the Lord. This is like a dream come true that I can be here in the United States of America with all my family. God is gracious to allow me to come since 2013 and I've met many many pastors and many churches all over America but when I knew that my time in Cuba was over I understood that I couldn't say my time was over just myself but if my time was over it was also over for my family so they had to be with me and God opened the way, God opened the way so they were able to make it And now we are serving God to We have to reach Hispanic community that it's over Sandusky, Kerry, Finlay. We're reaching for Jesus because they came from their nations and look. And what? 
best life is than Jesus. There's no better than Jesus, right? So I, I have a mission and a vision. You're taking steps. So if you prayers, please, to pray that God can use us to reach them for, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Because it's all about. It's, it's about bringing people and, and let Jesus rejoice for the sacrifice made for all of us. Well, tonight I have a word for you. And um, you have there on the screen. It's, it looks like math, fear, or whatever. But, uh, or, but it's not. I'm going to explain to you in a bit what, I, what this uh, But I want to start telling you really in the great state of uh, Texas, he's or he's, he's Puerto speaks English. Actually, you go to his church, and it's really funny because he preaches in both languages at the time. So, yeah, yeah, that does it. Así lo hace él. Jesus, change your life. Usted ama y te puede cambiar a ti. He does it right. I mean, it's like, it's, it's amazing. So uh, a few months ago, maybe three months ago, be, even before we, uh, my family came to Cuba uh, from Cuba, my wife and I we heard we heard bad news about our friend, and uh, we heard the news that even though he was a pastor, even though he was a believer for many years, with, with strong maturity in the Lord, we heard the bad news he was ready to give up on God, and it was not like he ready to on the ministry he was ready to give up on God then my immediate thought was what is going on I asked questions why to give up on God first of all he was facing and doctors say that it's pretty a condition but place his mother came to visit him and Sunday morning when she was ready but on top of his little grandson eight years old hospital with life support everything in a matter of two or three years that's why my friend was ready to give up on God so my wife and I we gave him a phone call and I fell in my heart before calling to pray I say Lord you gotta lead me with this what am I gonna tell him or to read his Bible he knows that as a matter of fact many people sometimes that's all they know, and that's all they say, and it really doesn't help when somebody's going through a really low moment. So we called him, and I said, my friend Angel, I'm calling you because I love you, and you are my friend. And I heard that you're ready to give up on God, and I don't judge you. I don't. I really don't. You know why? Because if I would be going through the things that you through I might be thinking the same you can listen to many anointed preachers telling you you're a champion you're a lion 
But there are times in life where you're a loser and you feel like Because reality hits you in a way that you don't expect it. And I said, my friend, the reason I want to talk to you is because I just want to pray for you. And before I pray, I want to give you a word from God. And I told him, God's telling you he's not against you. He's telling you that even though you're doubting, he still loves you. Even though you're going through a really difficult moment where you want to give up on him, he says he's not going to give up on you. And the reason I'm calling you is because God is going to walk you through this even when you are ready to give up on him. That many times you preach from your pulpit and you feel great about it, but this is the time where God is preaching to you and telling you that he loves you and he will never forsake you. We pray for him. Well, after some time, shout again, and he was happy, laughing, smiling with the joy of the Lord because he was testifying. The doctors didn't know what happened with his son. God totally healed him, got him out of the hospital, and now this little kid is running all around now in his life. And on top of that, he said, all the crisis, he phone, all the crisis and all the situation that I went through actually a revival in our church. Those are the kind of things that God does that make no sense. In this beautiful hour, I want to help you a little bit to understand the principle that characterizes God and describes God. And the principle is on your screen. And it's very easy to understand. Actually, you can make a sticker or something and put it on your refrigerator. But this is the truth that we all need to know in Christian life. And the truth is that God is bigger than your highs and lows. Because we've been conditioned many times by many people to think that when we feel like we are in victory, in blessing, that we are anointed, that we are with the joy of the Lord, then God is great. But when really low moment where there's no reality hits us bad doctor bad news I don't know what happened a bad news when something happens we are conditioned of the enemy the God is at us the God is probably putting on our shoulders some type of discipline he's kind of Teaching us something. And here, in a bad way. But ladies and gentlemen, there is a reality above all that. The reality is God is the same when you feel on your highs. And he's still when you feel your lows. He does a change towards you based on how you feel. When you feel your in, in your moment, you feel like you, when you feel like there's no, that's when God is close. I want to talk about a Bible that 
all of you know by heart. You'll, you have all read the story in the Bible probably. You've, you've probably, uh, when you were in the Sunday school as a kid, or maybe you saw it in a movie uh, about Christ. But it's a familiar story in the Bible. It's the story when, when Jesus was able to walk on water. We all know the story. I'm going to read it straight from the Bible. I'm going to just kind of like your body if that's you. I know I'm messing with religion sometimes. I like to do that. You read it in the old King James Version. I was. Now, who said that? I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to talk about the Bible. And then the Bible tells us that Jesus, after he fed thousands of people, and they collected the leftovers. The Bible says he immediately rushed disciples to boat to go to the other side. Now, this is what Jesus did. He rushed them to get in the boat. Have you ever rushed? Praise the Lord. Yeah, too dangerous. Have you ever? Uh, it's dangerous for me, sister. I don't, don't give him a look. Don't give him a look. Rushed your kids to get ready for school. Because for you, it's important to be there on time. Now, when the Bible says Jesus rushed the disciples to get on the boat, Jesus was up to Well, the first thing that we know is that he told them to go to the other side. This time, he decided to stay on this side. He didn't get in the boat with them. He basically disattached himself from the disciples. He separated himself from the disciples. The reason that the Bible, the text, the scripture tells us sometimes by himself prayed to the Father. And the Bible he went and he prayed to the Father. This is a very good example. Even Jesus, being the Son of God, dedicated time with the Father. Where are we left with that? So much time on Facebook and very little time with our faces. Or a lot of time doing TikTok instead of doing knock-knock. The doors of heaven in prayer. Jesus gave to the example. Him needed time to pray with the Father. That should be an example to us that we also need time to be by ourselves. And then he rushed the disciples, getting the boat. And the reason why he got him in the boat is because he was about to give him a lesson that would even work for us. Because all the Jesus gave his disciples, he also gave it to us and for us. And the reason I say that is because when they were in the boat and they were happy to the other side, And the waves and the wind started to get a little wild and a little certain. But the Bible says a specific time, some scholars say around 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, Jesus came walking on water towards the disciples. But it was dark.
and they, they screamed and thought it's, it's a ghost. What's going on? It's winds and waves and now this thing coming on the water. What is is happening because Jesus is with us in the Jesus coming to them. In this story, turns uh, in a way it, it gets a little interesting. Okay, interesting. Jesus says, "Fear not, I am." Here we come. Peter has a great idea. I mean, really, let's, let's be honest here. How many of you would have the same idea that Peter had? I, I wouldn't. I got to. You probably say that because you read the story already. But being on a boat, waves a little bit wild, the wind, and then a ghost coming towards you. And that ghost says, Fear not, it's me. And then Peter has this prayer request. If it is you, let me do the same that you're doing. Ay, 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 Peter. What are you doing? What kind of, a, what kind of prayer request is that? You know Peter. Peter was the kind of guy that didn't have too much filters. He will just speak his mind. And probably his mind said, if it is him, you can do that too. And he said, if it is you, I do that. And he not rebuke him. Jesus didn't say, whoops, Peter, no, don't get in trouble like that. Actually, Jesus kind of loved the idea. You know why? Because Jesus loves weird prayers. Yeah. Loves impossible prayers. He loves the kind of prayer that defy nature. He loves the kind of prayers that cause the impossible to manifest here. Listen, pray to God and what you're praying is possible for you. God is not going to participate on that. Because you can do it. Pray for things that are impossible. You're basically inviting God to work it out and manifest His presence. Isn't it true that we should check? We should uh, assess our prayer life. And just find what we're praying for. If we are praying for things that are possible, that are doable, then God really doesn't need part of that. Pray for things that only God can do. Those are the prayers that invite him to say, walk. And Peter, wow. What a high moment. You know he was a professional he knew that walking on water was not part of his job description. I mean, he could fish in the water. He could swim because he, he knew how to swim. But walk on water was something that he knew it was not possible. By the word of God, he starts walking. What a beautiful picture. I mean, I would have loved that scripture, that text to just end this way. Peter walked on water all the way to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, I made it. And Jesus would have said, Hallelujah, Peter. You are awesome. I am so proud of you. Let's go back to the boat and show the other ten that they're a bunch of non-believers. Because you're the only one who stepped out of the boat, Peter. 
Come on, let's go. And walk back. And can you imagine Peter getting on the boat with his chest all flatted and it's like, whoa. From this moment on, call me Reverend Peter. I think Jesus had an important lesson to give Peter. It's the Bible says that when Peter started looking at the waves and the wind, he started sink. Now, can you walk Peter for a while? Can you just walk by his side? All triumphal and all almighty and amazing and then all of a sudden you feel like your feet are getting wet. Now the water gets to your knees. And yet the water gets to your waist. And Peter knows that he's going to die. Fear is the main contaminating thing against faith. When he feared what he saw, then he started sinking. This is my favorite part of the story. This is my favorite. The fact that Peter had a very high moment. One of those moments where you, like you receive a miracle. One of those moments where God answered a prayer. One of those moments where, where you come to, to church and God speaks to you and you feel like you know, on fire for God and you feel like you, you, you accomplished something and you feel like you witnessed to the whole world and you want to go Africa and kill a lion and you want to do all that. What high moment of faith. But then right after high moment, he had a really low. He started thinking. Right after. What a dramatic change. Because you can think, well, after a tremendous victory, things should have been gradual. No, he went from right to left in a heartbeat. From high to low in a heartbeat. Now, here's my favorite part of the story. When he's sinking, and when he knows that he might die, even though he swim, he asked. It gets even better. Because if I would have been Jesus, I would have said, Peter, you better swim back to the boat, bro. You got to for this. I never told you to ask me to walk on water. You pray for it. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. And this is what it gets really interesting. The Bible doesn't tell us this, but you can read it and you can almost see it. Nation as a reality in because the Bible says that they both they both went back to the boat and after they stepped in the boat the storm ceased now hear me well how did Jesus bring Peter back to the boat can you wonder we only have two options. Just two. Option number one, he carried it in his arms and walked with him to the boat. I have a really hard time believing that was what happened. 
I believe because the Bible says Jesus stretched his hand. And when the Bible tells me Jesus stretched his hand, it's giving me the clear option. He put him back on his feet and he walked with him all the way to the boat. So Peter was able to complete the miracle by Jesus' hand. Jesus did not reject Peter for having a low moment. He actually restored him to complete the miracle. Religion and many times people in the name of Christianity, when you have a low moment, they will finish the job to sink you down. And they will judge you. Oh, look at this. Oh, he's sinking. You better sin. That Jesus was the same when he told Peter to walk towards him, and he was all when he brought Peter back in his feet, walking on water, back to the boat. That tells me that it doesn't matter how low you feel and how much you've messed up in life. When you cry out to Jesus and when you repent and when you ask him to help you, he will not judge you based on your low sinking moment will put you back on your feet so you can experience the miracle that you requested. That's the God that I know. How many times have you heard this in church? Don't get me wrong. There is some truth in this statement. But how many times have you heard this in church? Well, when you go through a test, if you don't pass the test, God is going to keep you passing that test. Until you pass it. I have a little problem with that statement. Because that statement, what it does is humanizes God as a regular mathematic Spanish professor. Professors, they give you a test. If you flunk, you got to make another test. It's going to be even harder. It's going to be even different. If you flunk it, they give you another test. And if you flunk it again, you won't be able to go nowhere. And you had to dump, you have to dump your career. The other day, the Holy Spirit told me that. I was in prayer, and I was thinking about this message, and I was praying for this message for this church. Holy Spirit told me, he said, you need to teach a little bit in the area and let them know that when they fail, I don't see them as losers and flunk disciples. I don't see them as somebody who didn't pass the test. I see them as somebody who needs another opportunity. And in this next opportunity, they are not alone. I'm going to be by their side. I'm going to restore them. I'm going to bless them because my goal is not them to be tested. My goal is to be tested and learn and win and grow. And God doesn't do things halfway. You flunked. You're out. No. 
That's not Jesus. Because God is bigger than your highs and lows. Can we be real in a little moment here? We hate to tell people we're going through a low moment. I, maybe I'm the only one. But I don't like people to know when I'm going through a low moment. I want to my best smile, my best Cuban smile, and I want to put my best face, and I'm going to use my lingo, bless you. How are you, brother? In victory. Best and highly favored. Tap into that religious mask to let everybody know that you know that in the inside of you, you're even doubting has forgiven you or is with you. And that's why he came here to tell you, if you are in one of those moments, it is okay. Did you hear me? I said, okay. Now listen, not okay to stay there, but it's okay through those seasons because those are the seasons that actually make you cry out to God and not think of yourself you're a professional fisherman you know how to swim I got this no God will allow the storms to rise around you so you can understand that it's not your strength or your knowledge but only through his Son Jesus Christ and trusting in Him that you can get to see His bigger, your highs and lows. I love that song that says, There's nothing I can do that will make God love me more. There's nothing I can do that will make God love me less. The Bible says, Again, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> yes, I'm here to comfort the afflicted and feed the comfort. All that religion has to go. It's kidding, but I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's so interesting. Apostle Paul, one time, like great Paul, the full of faith Paul, the miracle Paul, or by, uh, biblical writer Paul. The gifted Paul. Apostle. When you look at the life of Paul, don't you want to be like him? He even said it one time, guys. Imitate me. I imitate Christ. He had from God that made him very special. He was special. And he had a low moment. If you have time, you can read it in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 8 to 11, the Bible that Paul, there was a moment in his mind that he felt that his time was over. And he said, even in that scripture, that he felt a sense of death in his he thought that everything was over right there. But then he also writes in these verses, he says, but that happened so we did not trust in ourselves. And so and God who delivered us and will deliver us from death 
so Paul life where he thought this is over it's so a low moment but God allowed it to prove him that he was bigger than his highs and lows know about you but I've had low moments anybody has a moment listen I don't care how many years you're in church I don't care if more degrees in a thermometer. I don't really care if you know Bible cover to cover. Everybody through low moments. Everybody goes through those moments where doubt, insecurity, weakness, grit, and it kind of affects our inner man, even though we want to put our nice and our nice dress and let everybody know that everything is fine. And God says, I don't change. I'm the same. I love you when you feel in the mountain, but I also love you when you are in the valley. Because the reality is that faith is a deposit that we put in God's bank that will never run dry. It is so important for me to let you know that every character, person, Bible, that had an impact in his generation went through low moments. But God still used them for his glory. Let's not be the that God only uses the people who are perfect. Let's not buy the lie that God only blesses and uses those who are walking in total holiness. God uses what people call shameful many times. God chooses those who are considered weak. God picks those who the world and others say he'll never accomplish nothing. Those are the people that God uses. You know why? So all the glory and all the honor goes only. Remember that time that Jesus had the encounter with a rich man? And the rich man tried to impress Jesus saying, I have kept everything you're saying since I was young. And when Jesus said, well, there's one more thing. Get everything you have. Give it away to the poor. I said, I can't do that. And he just left in sadness. And depression because he could not accomplish what Jesus had requested. The reality is that nothing will impress Jesus. There's nothing we have that would impress him. The only thing that would impress him is a heart that recognizes that without him, you're nothing. I want to almost finish this. You know, that's the greatest lie of every preacher, right? Yeah, that's the lie of every preacher. When I'm almost finished in, 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 uh, in closing, that doesn't mean nothing. So I always ask the question, how many in closings do you give me? People say three. Okay, I'm going to burn one. I got two left. I gave myself three anyway. So 
we recently uh, celebrated Easter. A beautiful celebration here. here. So important that we see that the disciples were willing to die uh, because they knew that Jesus was alive. It was the interesting they went through that is described in the book of John. When the Bible says, chapter 20, verse 1 through 8, it's that, that Mary Magdalene came to the temple. She saw the stone moved, and then she went back and told the disciples. Then Peter and John, they came running, and then, and then, and then Peter uh, uh, was probably uh, a little bit of uh, it was a little He ate two more rice and beans. He couldn't outrun uh, John. John got first better shape and all that and then John got there and he saw that the stone moved and then Peter got there like oh man are you you are me you, you can speed up you got old anointing you John you got even faster than me but then the says that when Peter got in the says he saw the same thing that Mary Magdalene saw and John saw then the Bible says again that John came in the second time and when he came in the second time the Bible says he believed we have in, in eight verses, I'm going to go real quick on time, I have one, um, but we have, we have eight verses, the word saw, times, four times, four times, in eight verses, the past tense for the verb see, the past tense saw, we have it four times, eight verses, that's the 50%, when you read it many times, in few scriptures, God is trying to reveal something, really verses that we have the word saw four times is the, out of folks out of the four times there's word i know in english it's the same word saw but but in greek we have three different words and it's quite interesting interesting the bible says mary magdalene got to the tomb and when when john got to the tomb, that is the, is the word blepo something with your natural eyes came and saw the, the linen clothes folded and he saw moved and then he saw the word used in Greek is no longer the use it's an it's the word means at the same time gather information questioning yourself theory is when you look at something and you analyze and you process Think it. Thought you're seeing. That's what time he saw that, and he's like. Second time, the right. Don't use real. They use a whole new different word, and it's the word. I. Word is very. Because it's not just see something. It's not just see and analyze. It's to see and time to make it. It's to, at the same time, I don't know what happened. The detail. You know, right now, make a decision. Believe it. Just like when you sit on a plane. You have no idea how the aerodynamics work. You don't know how to pilot a plane. No idea. No idea. 
next nation. Come on, we got this Bible. Our name is Jesus. He's going to crash your life. Moments. This is what. Then you. And lost. Can you stand up for a moment, please? You see? I got one more in closing. Your neighbor got bigger than your highs. Please. Them and tell them. Tell them. Is this helping anybody? Is this you somehow? Is God speaking to you? to me. I don't think I preach this because I got it out. No. I preach this because I too many times in my life. In 2019, my family and I, we had the lowest moment ever. The enemy came against us in a way that we were meant to be destroyed as a family. Destroyed. Matter of fact, many for that destruction. I'm not, not ashamed to say it. I'm not. They know what I'm talking about. They know it happened. Because some people look at you when you have a low moment and they say, oh, oh he's going to do this, he's going to do that. And they even take decisions on your behalf. You can walk through the valley and fear no. Only one decision we took as a family. The decision because the family was a decision that made us victorious. And this was together. Number two. I tried. So it looks like future no. We are going to we lost everything, ministry, everything. So we're probably or more accurate messages, emails from different pastors to most people turn their backs on us. People do. God never ever We're going to stick together as a family. And we're going to trust God. This is what happened. God has brought us even more than before. We lost everything. It's part of it. Serve as a family. And the one Ohio. I mean. They tell me, say, are you crazy? You they don't go to Ohio. They are all in Miami. They are all in Tampa, Orlando. What? But I know. Sent me to tonight. I don't know what you're going through, but God is big. Than your highs and lows. We thank you tonight. We thank you for your presence.
We thank you because you are faithful. You're so faithful. You're so beautiful. Take time to worship you. We want to take time to praise your name. We want to take time to say, Jesus, thank you for being with us. Thank you for, for walking with us in the middle of the fire. In the middle of fire. Thank you, Jesus. You're bigger. You're greater than my husband's. And you're greater than my what I ask you, our hands and say, thank you, God. God has been faithful with you. Can you thank me? It's been, it, if He has been good to you, can you? Let's just be a bit for a second to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost tells us, you thank God, because this is not my idea. This is the idea of the Holy because the Holy Ghost to glorify Jesus. And he wants you to do it with him. To glorify the name of the Most High. Thank you for carrying Thank you for me in my low moments. Thank you for being with me all the time. God, I praise your name. I need three people to start praising God, at least three people, to say out loud, thank you, Jesus. Don't whisper. You, you don't need to. You, you can if you want to, but you, you don't need to whisper in church. Did you know that? You know that? Whisper. You can whisper, but God is okay if you just lift up your voice. God is fine with that. Nothing wrong to say praise the Lord. Nothing to say, okay, I love you for need you have right now. He knows it. And if you worship him, if you praise him in the middle of your need, then not only you have food, it is not being God. Sadness and the problem to be bigger than your faith and your God, then the devil will praise But how many people in this place can tell the devil in his ugly face, I do not shut my out before you. I open my mouth before you to praise the God Almighty who has been with me. So I thank him. I praise him. I honor him. I give him my life. I give him everything I have. And I say and recognize that if it didn't be with the Lord, I wouldn't be here. He's been faithful. He's been faithful. He's been faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. question here. Has anybody here has been accident, accident? You had an arm injury. Your arm got injured in that situation and you still suffer from that injury on your arm. God's not showing what arm, but he's telling me somebody I want to pray for you because God showed me that. God showed me that. He showed me that probably two, two days ago. He, the Holy Spirit reminded me just now, hey, you need to pray for that person. So it's you, Pastor. Okay? I'm going to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Vamos a orar por ella, mamá. Que el Señor le mostró que hay una, ella tuvo un accidente y un brazo, tiene una lesión en el brazo. Y que oráramos por ella.
our pastor. I'll translate. We come before your presence, Holy Father. The power because you said the sacrifice and the wounds of Christ, we are healed. So I am decreeing that word upon this arm, shoulder, and all the area affected. And the same way you healed in the old times, you still heal today. So in the name of Jesus, Father. I ask restoration. I declare restoration. Lighten up bones, tissues, muscle, and your word of fire can come upon her and she can be healed and restore strength that she needs that arm. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is there a name? Do you know somebody with a name? Patricia? Name in my spirit. For Father, in the name of Jesus, I lay hands upon her right now. And, Father God, I know that you're real, that you're alive. And you mentioned her name in my spirit because you wanted to set her free. There is fear that is not coming from anywhere else than the devil. Fear that is coming from the pit of hell to cause her to think that cancer will come back. No, no, no. I say no, devil. I say no, liar, and I speak peace to her mind, and I speak the truth of God to her mind that she's going to be sound and well, that she's going to live many years, that cancer will not come back because Jesus took that cancer at the cross of Calvary. So God, in the name of Jesus, I come against the lie of the enemy in her mind, and we declare freedom from that. And instead of fear, we speak boldness, we speak faith, we speak trust in my sister's life for the glory of God. Come out and do not come back again, you evil thought, and let it be filled with the promises of God. In the name, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look, can you praise God this hour? Please, give him the glory. Give him the glory. He is here. See, he is here. He's here. I want to pray for people who some type of heart, some type of heart issue. Like something is, this might be heart. Uh, I see a hand up there. Somewhere. Can you come here, please? As a team. 
one who does Father, thank you for my friends. I feel the name Mary in my heart. Mary in my heart. Maybe you know somebody with that name that is going through something.